Thanks to Greece God, uh, in the past few evenings, we've been studying the Song of Solomon. Uh, there's no one who's not loving uh, to hear about the love story. Especially if, if we are one of the starring characters in this love story, then we'll be more than interested to listen. And of course, uh, the way that we read uh, the love story between King Solomon and his wife uh, is a beautiful one. Uh, there's someone who said this. Uh, the one who is getting involved in love is crazy. And sometimes you notice that even people uh, who are just ordinary person, as soon as they uh, fall in love, uh, they change into a hero. Uh, and regardless, uh, as men or women, uh, whenever they're involved uh, or falling in love, uh, they will become crazier. And I would say that the one who gets married are the fools. Uh, the fools. So after getting married, uh, you may have a few children, and then the burden is on your shoulder. Therefore, this decision of getting married is actually a foolish act. But how do you see people uh, who does not fall in love, or either uh, did they not choose to get married? Are the stupid ones. Okay, so I'm actually uh, reprimanding every single character here. As a matter of fact, I will say that uh, it is quite pessimistic uh, to look at it this way. If you look around, there are a lot of people who are successful in their wedding, uh, in their marriage. Uh, this is how they live their lives. But oft, more than often, you find that uh, marriage can provide you some success, but there are also people experience failure in their marriage. And if you have a wonderful marriage, then I have to congratulate you because you're worth more than what you can have in this world. And let's read a Song of Solomon. And this is the template of a successful marriage. Let's look at a Song of Solomon, Chapter 1. Let's do a review of what we have read yesterday. So please turn to Song of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 15. So the beloved is saying this uh, to the Shulamite women. Uh, when they both look at, uh, look at each other's eyes, uh, they found that uh, this woman's eyes was just like uh, the dove's eyes. 
呃，讲完之后，我们有给各位一个功课哈。回去啊，夫妻要四目相视二十秒。不知道这个功课大家有没有做了哈 ？And last evening, I've given everyone this homework. Uh, after the lesson, uh, you should go home and just look at uh your spouse's eyes for twenty seconds. And did you do it? 啊，小弟是透过手机啊，这个遥遥的跟几千公里之外的太太哈，啊，看一看。Well, in fact, I did that through my phone with my wife. Ah, Angie, you yesterday did a homework, right? Ah, I heard you watched the whole night. I was given twenty minutes. You watched twenty minutes. So I was instructed to do twenty seconds, but I did it whole night. How long have we not looked into each other's eyes for the longest time? Many times, our eyes are fixed on our phone. Many times, our eyes are fixed on our phone. Many times, our eyes are fixed on our phone. Many times, our eyes are fixed on our phone. Frequently, we have dedicated our eyesight to our phones. 呃，至少一天两天，一个礼拜也要三次，深情地注视着对方。And I would encourage everyone, at the very least, you should do this, looking into your spouse's eyes three times a week or maybe more frequent than that. 眼睛不会骗人。Because your eyes will never lie. 哦，如果你的太太眼目躲开，那你要检讨是不是其中有什么文章啊？ And if your wife is trying to avoid the way that you look at her, then there must be something happening behind. Ah, 希望我们四目相视的时候都有看到我们幸福的未来，光明的前景。So let's hope that when we look at our spouse's eyes, we can find the fortunes of the future and the goodness of the future. 好，那我们今天从第二章的第一节来看。So today we would like to continue reading on chapter two, verse one. Ah, we can read on the upper part to compare to explain this sentence. Ah, this sentence is which one? Ah, is two people or one person saying the words? So we would like to do some paraphrasing here, so that we can compare the words Uh, right from verse one uh, to verse six uh, is indeed uh, beautiful. And then the beloved said first. Uh, he said, "I am the rose of Sharon and the lily of the valleys." Uh, so why did we say that? Uh, And if you were to compare this with the passage later on, then you will understand the reason behind. Ah, this is this female protagonist. She said, "I am the rose of Sharon." So this woman or Shulamite woman said that I am the rose of Sharon. Ah, is the rose of Sharon. And the lily of the valleys. She felt that her everyday life was very ordinary. She thought that she was just very ordinary. Ah, Sharon 平原是在加密山的山下 ，and this place of Sharon are located at the foot of this Mount Micah. Ah, 如果我们看那个以色列地的地图，从北到南，啊，大概呃这个北部三分之一的地方呢，有一块突出地中海的。If you were to look at the map of Israel, the one, the top one third part of it, there's a protruded area into the River Jordan. It, it is the place called Mount Micah. Ah, that 北方的风吹下来。Ah, Carmel, sorry. 
北方的风吹下来的时候，这加密山就是迎风面，迎风面就会有地形雨，雨水丰富，那就流淌到啊这个山下，啊一大片的沙，这个沙仑平原就种满了非常多的沙，这个这个呃玫瑰或是其他的花。So you will notice that there's a pattern of the climate uh, when the wind breezes against uh, the Mount uh, Carmel, and then soon it will turn into water, into rainfall, and then you will just go into this valley and then uh, water the roses. And we can notice that uh, this Shulamite woman uh, did not have self-confidence of her, uh, our appearance. Uh, before she said that I'm dark. And hopefully uh, you don't look down on me. So now over here she regarded herself as a very ordinary character. Uh, she is uh, just one of the roses in Sharon. And this place, Sharon, and also the valleys uh, that was referred here were in plural. Uh, therefore, she is among many. So on second verse that we're going to read, uh, it will be a comparison to it. So the beloved quickly uh, respond to what she said. He said a verse two, like a lily among thorns, so is my love among the daughters. The beloved always immediately respond to however feelings or emotions that uh, the woman had, uh, for instance, uh, self-pity or or feeling down. So he will only respond to what she says. To give her courage and also encouragement. And it's a positive thing. And for a, a, a woman to have married into another family, there's a lot of perplexity and also anxiety. Whether she's able to accustom to the way uh, that this new family's uh, lifestyle. And if the husband can be of her backing and trying to encourage her in times of challenges, it will be the best thing to do. The beloved, uh, it is the ideal uh, partner to have. So then uh, the beloved look at himself. Uh, she's lack of, uh, lacking of confidence. And I'm just ordinary. But in the eyes of the beloved, of course, uh, you are the lily among thorns. It says that like a lily among thorns. there are so many lilies out there, but yet this lily is among thorns. 
And then the beloved was able to see it. 表示说，虽然你平凡，但是你出于你而不染，你是超越的，你是在啊荆棘内的特别令人啊这个特别显眼也吸引人眼目的。Which means to say that、uh, even though、uh, this woman is among、uh, one of the lily of many lilies, but yet he was able to notice her because she was very outstanding. 夫妻时常需要啊在言语上去鼓励对方。And between husband and wife, uh. Uh, words of encouragement is always the best thing to do. And the words of encouragement can always propel a person to be a better one. Uh, 如果先生时常去嫌弃他的糟糠之妻, And if a husband always treats the wife uh, as worthless, uh, then the wife will feel so uh, defeated and so downcasted. Therefore, in terms of the relationship between husband and wife, you must look at your spouse from a special uh, perspective. He or she can be ordinary, but they are the most outstanding of all. Every wife uh, is special. Uh, there are the one single best one. And they are created by God. And look at their virtues. Uh, even though the lily can be so ordinary, but you can notice the uh, virtues and the good parts of it. And the wife really care about how the husband uh, was looking at her. So now we like to refer that uh, to the relationship between us and Christ. Uh, sometimes we felt that we are so ordinary. And it's true, uh, just like uh, what it was said at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 1 verse, 20, verse 20. 20. Thank you. 26. 26. So, how does it say here? Over at verse 26, it says, For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. All these are the grace of God. We may be ordinary, but God is looking at us in a very special way. Therefore, we must try to live and also promote ourselves into the image that was expected by God. We can care less about how people in the world are looking at us. And sometimes even if we judge on ourselves, it may not be objective at times. So let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Paul also has been asked to judge and to judge. 
And there were a lot of people criticized against Paul, but he thought that it was not, uh, it was a trivial uh, matter. Uh. So let's read from uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. So a lot of people came and criticized Paul. And Paul, uh, Paul wasn't uh, 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 happy about it. That let a man so consider us as servant of Christ. Because he thought that this is the most noble status. And then he says uh, uh, that the stewards of the mysteries of God. Because this, uh, this uh, servant will be the steward of the mysteries of God. So over verse 3, it talks about how many people uh, judge him. So uh, through the mouth of people, through the judgment of people, uh, what kind of person Paul has been regarded as? And there are a lot of uh, members in the church of Corinth actually judge him. And also there are many others who judge him. Even he himself uh, judge against himself. But he thought all these are just trivial. And he did not want to judge himself. But rather, uh, there was, uh, he uh, once uh, judged himself as well. So over at verse 4, we can know that. So, so for I know of nothing against myself, which means to say that uh, there was a time when he uh, examined himself. And then he continued by saying, Yet I'm not justified by this, but he who judges me is the Lord. So the time is not up yet, so we should not judge ourselves casually. In the future, there's an everlasting judgment. That will be the time that we receive uh, the compliments from God. The reason why that a lot of Christians is having a hard time living in this world is because uh, they, they, uh, they anticipate how people in this world look at them. And we try to pretend uh, very successful and full of achievement in front of our friends. But as a matter of fact, we're just lying to ourselves. And Paul said, What is true loyalty, true faithfulness? That he must have the wisdom uh, to overcome all these kind of judgments uh, made by others. And at the beginning, it, it seems that uh, this is quite irrelevant uh, looking at how people judge him. But then how uh, verse 2 and verse 3 are interconnected. 
So why did he say that uh, when the time he was judged, uh, it is how you reveal yourself in terms of uh, being faithful? And when people judge against him, uh, he also examined himself. But he did not regard that his own judgment against himself as a correct one. So the Shulamite uh, women uh, who was uh, self-pity, uh, who was not uh, having enough confidence to judge against herself. And the reason why uh, the Shulamite women uh, made such a statement because she cared about this love. She cared about how uh, the beloved is looking at her. Uh, therefore, so today, uh, where should we show our faithfulness? And we should not be affected or impacted by any of the judgment made by others against us. But we ourselves has to examine. Uh, even though you may think that you have nothing wrong against anyone, but it doesn't mean that it's beneficial to you. Because the true judgment comes from God in heaven. And just like how the beloved said uh, that this Shulamite woman, uh, she is like a lily among thorns. So today all we care about is how the Lord is looking at us. Because that is the true assessment, that is the true value where it lies. Oh, we can be the so let's uh, first turn to uh, 1 Peter chapter 3. It talk about uh, what is the, the valuable ones uh, in front of God. Let's read from uh, verse 1. Uh, verse 1 to verse 4. And it talks about over here, uh, especially verse 2, uh, when, okay, uh, when they observe your chaste conduct accompanied by fear. Uh, and let's skip to verse 4. Uh, rather, uh, let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. How should we uh, uh, put on, uh, how should we uh, put ornaments on ourselves? What is indispensable is mentioned at verse 4. If you wear a lot of makeup, it's only for uh, people to see, but we need to know uh, what's in the eyes of God that we are. So what is the most precious thing in the sight of God? So over at the Gospel Luke chapter 12, uh, the Lord Jesus said this parable. Uh, there is a parable about this uh, foolish, uh, wealthy person. 
And this wealthy person or the rich man, uh, he's in the eyes of people in the world, he's successful. But the Lord Jesus said that even though this person, this rich man, is successful in front of the people in the world, but in front of God, he's not. Uh, the reason why the Lord Jesus said that is not against us going uh, after wealth. And the reason why the Lord Jesus said that uh, this rich man is only successful in the eyes of people in the world, but yet he's lacking in front of God. And then for those who uh, have no money, they're afraid that people know that they don't have money. Oh, but why should we be afraid of? Because in front of God, uh, we're the most wealthy of all. Uh, there are some people who like a name brand uh, handbags uh, just to prove that they have a certain status in the society. And of course, as a Christian, we can also buy a name brand uh, handbags. And then for those uh, wealthy uh, members, you can buy expensive uh, handbags, but for those who doesn't, uh, doesn't have the mean, uh, you can enjoy anything else. So we should not be always pursuing uh, what's, in, what, what's the most valuable in the eyes of people in this world. Because you have to let it go. And because sometimes uh, this kind of idea uh, prevents uh, your, your love. Because the beloved was not emphasizing on this at all. So this Shulamite woman is, is only a woman who works in the vineyard. But in the eyes of the beloved, uh, she is very special. And some Christians, uh, they love to uh, watch movies or follow a lot of uh, dramas uh, because so that they can gain a lot of uh, uh, topics or things to talk about. If you are using material to substantiate uh, your status or your value, then inside you is empty, emptiness. So in front of the Lord Jesus Christ, we should not be the one that is lacking of confidence. And before the people of this world, we are the children of God, which is the most precious of all. Of course, we said that we should not be feeling uh, inferior about ourselves, but we should not be overly self-conceited. So we need to look at ourselves in a very correct way, which is how the Lord Jesus is assessing us. 
doesn't matter uh, if, if the hair is gray. 那天家庭聚的時候,有一位老姐妹,八十七歲,坐在旁邊,問我幾歲,我說跟你差不多,他說對,看起來是差不多。And uh, then the other day I was in this uh, Bible study, uh, there's a senior uh, sister who asked me how old I am, uh, and I said I, I'm just about your age, and then she said, yeah, that's, that's how I judge you.將來我們活在神面前。and in the future, uh, the way that we stand before the Lord, there will be no name brand handbags before Him. The Lord Jesus will never ask you how much money you have in your bank account. The only thing the Lord Jesus Christ will ask you is that are you wealthy in front of the Lord? Because our Lord is a just. Uh, just God. So even though there are some things that have been disregarded by people in the world, but yet the Lord has fulfilled all His people. And we need to become a Christian that is full of confidence. And beauty and also wealth is not a, it's not a crime. 但如果我們只剩下美麗跟錢財,其他的我們在神面前一點都不富足,那這樣就是一種惋惜。But if the only things that you have is beauty and wealth and and nothing else, then in front of the Lord you're a poor person. 啊,雖然我們沒有世人所羨慕的美麗以及財富,但是我們有同樣的機會,平等的機會,活在神面前成為一個富足的人。Even though we don't have the beauty and and the uh, wealth uh, regarded by the world, uh, people in the world, but yet in front of the Lord, we have the, the richness that has been given by God. Uh, and just like into this Shulamite woman, even though she regarded herself as very ordinary person, but in front of the Lord, uh, she is valuable. So this phrase is indeed beautiful. It says, like a lily among thorns. So then we talk about the history of thorns. And at the beginning of Genesis chapter 3, mentioned, and after humans sinned against God, and the earth had been cursed by God. And thorn has existed since then because it proves as a curse. And also it also symbolizes persecution. Because in Exodus chapter 3, it was once again mentioned. Uh, and Moses witnessed uh, this thorn was in uh, fire, but yet it was not destroyed. Which means to say that Israelites will be suffering uh, in the wilderness, in Egypt. Even though uh, they suffer, but yet the Lord preserved them. Therefore, when we say uh, lilies uh, in the thorns, which means that someone who's going through a lot of trials and pain. Uh, 
So uh, the parable of the sowing, uh, the sowers, uh, that was mentioned in the Gospel of Matthew. And then the seed has been planted uh, in the thorns. Uh, which means to say that you have this uh, uh, worries of the world. And also this deceit uh, of wealth. So when the beloved says that the lily of thorns, which means that it was able to grow out of thorns without the impact from the thorn. In times of challenges, she was able to live on her own. And under the constraints of the thorns and thistles, and she was able to produce fragrance. Therefore, as a Christian, we need to uh, we need to produce this kind of fragrance from the north. And you can have all kinds of makeups to Lure the attentions of others. But then, as you build a good image of yourself in front of God, it will produce the fragrance. And that is so called the true confidence in our faith. And there are a lot of youths today, uh, they went after all the uh, uh, singers and also the uh, moving stars, movie stars. And then some of them have been killed uh, in the crowd where they uh, moved dangerously. Uh, therefore, you could find that the reason why all those youth were going after the superstars is because they are lacking of confidence. You notice that a lot of people is living in this kind of vanity because they need something to fill up their emptiness. Therefore, in terms of faith, we need to pursue. Before the Lord, we need to live uh, the way that the Lord regards as a rich person. And we are recognized by the Lord. And we're the lily of the thorns. So how much, uh, how great the attraction is uh, for the beloved. So this kind of love can enter deeper. Because it entirely accepts uh, person. And continuously you see this person uh, grew in times of adversity. And a kind of uh, attraction of love is so strong. So we should lift ourselves on this uh, in terms of our marriage and our faith. When the words of God is within our heart, when the Holy Spirit touches us, we can live in confidence. And we 
we recognize our identity with the Lord, then we have the confidence.我们是天国的人，我们走天国的路，跟那些不去天国的人走的路是不一样的。我们就努力的往前走。and we are walking on our way to heaven. We're just different from others. They are not. Therefore, I'm encouraging all the younger generation these days uh, that you need to be confident on your way to heaven. You're not uh, lose yourself in this flimsy world. And in the same token, it applies to our marriage. That uh, we are able to build out our, our true character, true good characters, uh, to, to produce such a fragrance. And I'm encouraging all of our uh, beloved ones, uh, you don't want to expect too much of your spouse uh, to do too much making up. And honestly speaking, every one of us, if you were to peel off the skin, of your face, we all look the same at the end of the day. In the future, we're not seeing the Lord with the face that we have right now. But rather, we're using our spirituality to see God. And our soul does not bear colors. Even though this uh, Shulamite uh, woman was dark, but in the future when she uh, sees the Lord, she will not see with her own complexion. And and in, and in this uh, world of in, uh, inequality, uh, people are judging, uh, judging others against uh, their colors, uh, the way they look. Because I'm saying the soul has no colors. And we must prepare ourselves well. As long as there's a, a Christian color on our soul, uh, which is the pure color of all. And then we're seeing the Lord uh, with a pure soul. So let's return to Song of Solomon, Chapter 2. So we, could, we notice that this lily was able to transcend itself from uh, the midst of thorns. Let's read uh, Chapter 2, Verse 3. And then there's a compliment from the Shulamite women for the beloved. And she said that in verse 3, like an apple tree among the trees of the woods. So uh, the beloved uh, says the woman was a lily among thorns. But then the Shulamite woman, in return, uh, she said to the beloved that he is just like an apple, a tree among the trees of the wood. 
And among uh, so many trees, uh, apple trees are the most uh, noticeable ones. Because there's color to apple itself, uh, therefore it's very easily noticed. And also it is outstanding. And this has nothing to do if uh, the uh, beloved is handsome at all. And all what she was saying uh, by saying like an apple tree among the trees of the woods is to, to uh, her, her uh, description to follow is is in the latter part of the verse. It says, So is my beloved among the sons. And I sat down in a shade of with great delight. Before uh, she has to work under the sun, but now she has a shade to cover. And there's a shade for her to take rest. And this is a sense of, 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 of uh, wellness, sense of uh, wonderful uh, life. And even though she has to go through a lot of toil working in a field, but now she has the shade of the apple tree uh, to enjoy. And also she can uh, enjoy the fruit, the apple. And the taste of it is sweet. That all her labor uh, was gone. And her spirit was uplifted. And then the taste of it was sweet. So all husbands should be just like an apple tree. And then the, uh, the uh, wives should be the lily among thorns. And then the beloved uh, should be the apple tree. And both uh, husband and wife uh, must try to uh, shoulder up the responsibility they were entrusted. So uh, the wife uh, was able to express her good virtues. So what the husband should do is to provide of a, a sense of security for the woman so that she can grow in peace. And the husband is just like the roof that is covering her from all kinds of storms. And he was able to shoulder up all kinds of burdens. Uh, therefore, all the uh, family members are able to rest inside under the roof. Uh, they will be protected. Uh, they will be provided uh, with a fortunate life. So if if you are not doing it because uh, the other party is demanding on it, yet you are doing out of your heart, then it will touch uh, your spouse. Uh, and then the way that you say things is very gentle. 
他的语调非常的温柔，他一直都是给他的太太鼓励，给他是自信心。And you go home and read this a, a, a few more times, you will notice that the way that the beloved said to the woman was very gentle. 没有恶言相向。And there was nothing that is evil against the woman. 把他们多入多么的珍惜相处对话那个甜蜜的时刻。And then they enjoy the sweet moment where they are having each other. 那第四节再继续的进展下去。So let's continue reading verse four. 啊，那么他就似乎有一种憧憬啊，幻想的样子。It seems that there was some kind of a dream about this. 哦，那这个甜蜜的果子呢，也藏了。而且呢，还有丰盛的筵席。And also they have tasted the fruit. They have, and also this abundance of words. 啊，所以这个良人为佳偶做了很多的事情。And then the beloved has done a lot of things for the women. 这个都是佳偶所需要，而且他会感动的。And then that's what she need, and also what that touches her. 那么你看，以爱为旗，在我以上。So the latter portion of verse four, and his banners over me was love. Ah, this banner is a sign. Ah, is using love as a sign. So the love banner is a sign. Ah, is using love as 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 a sign. Ah, is using Was a perfect love. They were happy in their happiness, and so they lived in this good life. We're going to look at the fifth verse. So let's continue reading verse five. So under this kind of imagination, he thought he should have more power to love. They were imagining that they should have more power to love. They were imagining that they should have more power to love. They were imagining that they should have more power to love. They were imagining that they should have more power to love. So they loved one another. So let's go over verse six. His right hand is on my head, and his right hand embraces me. Ah, this line is under my head, and his right hand embraces me. Ah, this line is under my head, and his right hand embraces me. Ah, this line is under my head, and his right hand embraces me. Ah, this line is under my head, and his right hand embraces me. Ah, this line is under my head, and his right hand embraces me. Ah, this line is under my head, and his And when there are some people when they read Songs of Solomon, ah, 会喜欢啊把第一章、第二章都解读啊是他们结婚以前的交往。Ah, some people thought that for chapter one and chapter two is the courtship before their marriage. 那要到了第三章的第六节呢，有一个结婚的仪式啊，他们才正式进入婚姻。So it is only at chapter three, verse six, where they have this matrimony, so that they are officially married. Ah, 其实我们不一定要这么样去把它啊切割来看。I don't think we need to slice it this way. Ah, 因为这是一个回忆。Because this is only a recollection of things. Ah, 所以它很多的场景、时间，它是挤压在一起。And a lot of these things happening. Here and there, they have been compressed. Ah, they have since become husband and wife. And they have since become husband and wife. Ah, that one scene, one scene, ah, different songs are singing, love songs are singing. So it doesn't necessarily say very clearly if it's marriage or divorce. So in different scenarios, they were chanting the song of love, and then it also happened at different times. Ah, so in different scenarios, they were chanting the song of love, and then it also happened at different times during their relationship. So it really doesn't matter. Ah, so we can rely on this point. 
So we should uh, just disregard that. Because it is all about the love between husband and wife. And there are some people said, and before uh, anything before chapter 3, verse 6, and they uh, characterized this as a courtship uh, before marriage. So, uh, so before uh, they got married, how can they uh, be a lovesick? And how can you say that uh, his left hand is already under my head and his right hand embraces me? So in the night uh, where both of them go to bed, uh, the beloved found that uh, the woman was a virgin. The woman was kept perfect. Uh, so under such a description, we know that they never have any sexual relationship prior to marriage. Therefore, we need not characterize this as pre-marriage or post-marriage because as long as we understand the love between them, that is good enough. So what is most important for us to understand is chapter 3, uh, from verse 3 to 6. All these have been uh, done by the uh, beloved. That all the things that the husband has done for the wife, so that he has provided shades uh, for her to rest, so that uh, he also provided fruits uh, for her to uh, taste the sweetness. And she was also able to enjoy the feast of love that he provided. And also to give her the banner of love that shows that the love will never change. In a process of love, there's always encouragement and providing strength to her. So then uh, the beloved was holding her hand uh, by his left hand so that she would feel rested. So then uh, he uh, held, embraced her uh, with his right hand so that she will have the sense of security. So the right hand symbolizes the strength. In the book of Psalms, there's a lot of description of the hands of God, the right hand of God as the strength. And to provide uh, protection, to provide safety. This is the very image of the beloved. And this is what all the husbands must strive for. So under the circumstances where both uh, parties or both spouses uh, strive their best uh, to fulfill their duty as part of the family, this family will be a good one. 
When they try to recollect uh, this uh, history of the family, they will recollect all the sweetness and all the uh, beautiful uh, things that happened. So let's uh, read chapter 3, verse 7. Excuse me, chapter 2, verse 7. In the uh, Songs of Solomon, uh, the same thing has been said uh, three times. And perhaps a lot of people uh, were uh, kind of feeling uh, a little bit uh, a, 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 a fixed image of uh, what it is to, to say these words at chapter 7, uh, verse 7. And it was once again mentioned at chapter 3, verse 5. And lastly, appear at uh, chapter 8, verse 4. So, uh, because some of the uh, scholars, when they study this book, they notice that uh, it has been mentioned three times, a uh, similar kind of verse. Uh, therefore, they have divided uh, the entire book into four sections. Now, of course, if you were to divide uh, the en in entire book this way, it is quite uh, natural things to do. Now, of course, uh, if this were to be mentioned uh, three times, it must be important. Let's read uh, chapter 2, verse 7, and I'll explain. Uh, it is a request of the uh, daughters of Jerusalem. And just like uh, the, uh, on the stage uh, where people were uh, singing and chanting the song of love, it seems like a group of people was singing behind the scene. So whether uh, this uh, statement was made by uh, the uh, beloved or the Shalomite woman, it is not able to tell. And then, if you were to say that uh, the husband has said it, well, or the, the woman has said it, I, I think both are just reasonable to say so. And, but what is the emphasis here? Which says that you should not uh, stir up or awaken, nor awaken love. Uh, essentially, what it's saying here is that you should not stir up love. Uh, so, in this uh, uh, Song of Solomon, you notice that uh, in many occasions they mention uh, gazelles and also those of the field. And all these are clean animals. So when these animals have been uh, mentioned, it means that the love is pure. Uh, 
So uh, in the same way, uh, they have requested a daughter of Jerusalem and also described it as gazelles and also doves of the field, which uh, symbolizes the pureness of the love. So And so uh, the last uh, sentence, uh, verse 7 says, Do not stir up nor awaken love. And this love has to evolve naturally. It has to be done under uh, the willingness, uh, willingness of both parties. So until the time when it uh, arrives. So the sexual relationship is based uh, on love. It cannot be rushed. That uh, love is the foundation. Within the marriage, it will happen naturally. And this kind of love uh, can uh, uh, only this kind of love can encourage people. Only this kind of love can edify life. In reality, uh, our life, uh, we have seen a lot of examples. In this, in this world, you notice that there are a lot of people can have sexual relationship without love. And a sexual relationship without love will create uh, chaos and, and it will turn into sin. And that is the uh, self-desire. And it will become a sin. And sin will destroy uh, the oneness of a marriage relationship and which is corrupted. A corrupted love uh, will destroy life. So within the marriage, it should be protected. And as you enter into marriage, this kind of uh, relationship will, will develop uh, naturally, and you will find that it will be lasting. So under the protection of marriage, and then the pure love uh, will uh, be yielded. So prior to marriage, if uh, the kind of uh, sexual relationship that, that happened, and this kind of love was not uh, built on pure love, but uh, rather it was built on stimulations. But after this kind of stimulation, uh, what I have left you uh, is uh, loveless. And uh, if you look at the son of David, uh, Amnon, and then uh, he uh, raped uh, his, uh, his uh, sister of a different uh, mother. And at the beginning, uh, it started uh, in, in chaos, but at the end, it ended up in confusion. There was only sexual relationship without love, and you notice that the consequence was pure uh, chaos. Therefore, I hope that the younger generation can understand what I'm saying. 
that the love will have to grow till the time of ripeness. Therefore, prior to marriage, you should preserve yourself holy. So if we can preserve ourselves and make ourselves perfect before marriage for our spouse, and you will wait till the night where you get married, so what we are going to give to our spouse is the perfect love. As we determine to do so, and the Lord Jesus will preserve us and will arrange everything else for us. And in the same way, the Lord God will prepare a perfect spouse for you. There will be no unrest. There's only a perfect harmony. And you can only have this once in your lifetime. And have you ever uh, tried to play with uh, matchboxes, uh, the, the old style one? Or let's not talk about matchboxes, uh, uh, perhaps Coca-Cola. So if you were to open this Coca-Cola, and each bottle you can only open once, therefore you need to preserve yourself. And same thing, our virginity only once. And it's your duty. It is your duty and responsibility that you need to preserve your virginity for your spouse in the future. And, and you have the right in the same way that you demand your spouse to provide you the uh, uh, virginity as well. And we're just like the lily among thorns. We're not impacted by the world. We have not been flushed away by the trends of the world. And you need to tell the, know the difference between those people who walk the way to heaven and for those who are not. And may the Lord help each and every one of us. Let's sing hymn number 241. Uh, the right, uh, the left, the right hands of uh, the beloved holds the heads of uh, the wife. And his right hand embraces uh, the uh, Shulamite woman. And I'll give you this homework. You should go home and figure out uh, the way they uh, hold each other. Uh, and just think about it. You don't need to do it physically because you might have a sleepless night. But regardless, the most important of all is we must always pray for our own marriage. Uh, and we all were young before. Uh, if in the past you did not have a smooth path, and perhaps there's a lot of regrets, but there are a lot of days ahead, you need to hold on to this opportunity. And 
And the Lord Jesus Christ has given us the right to enjoy uh, the wonders of marriage, and we need to hold on to this opportunity. And every single day, we must love our spouse even more. And we'll all grow old together with our spouse, then we will be able to recollect the days of our young, how we have lived our life. And we need to strive for it. And we need to manage it. And in the whole duration, uh, there's a lot of things that we need to pull in. And as long as we pray to the Lord, He will protect us. And we must also pray for the marriages of our children. And if you are feeling that you are so fatigued in your marriage, and it feels like I'm gonna, I need to have some raisins, I need to have something that is sweet, you need to pray to the Lord. And for those who wish to have the laying of hand by the ministers, please come forward. Let's all kneel down and pray in one accord.